Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We are doing it in New York and in San Diego. This is the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We're doing a big time brains with Soraya Yakubi. Look at her. I told her she had that pout like a supermodel. She's killing it these days. Isn't she beautiful? I'm so glad to have her here. I found her on uh, Facebook and we just vibed, we connected, and she wanted to come and tell the world about her story, her journey, her truth, all the wonderful things that she's doing for and with people in the arena of fitness. Um, and just really, you know, making people smile. She's going to share with us a beautiful story that she shared with the dry cleaning lady. How many of you guys have really paid attention to the person on the other side of the counter? Be it the grocery checker, the uh, fast food person, even the person on the phone. You got to show them love. You got to let them know that they're appreciated. And that is what Soraya does. So welcome her to the edge. How are you, Queen? Hello, my lovely April. How are you? I can't complain about nothing. I can't complain about nothing. You know, we were just talking about that in the green room. I turned 60. My girlfriend said it's not 60. She said it's 60. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm glad to have you here. Why don't we start with your journey and your truth? Tell my brains a little bit about you. I am a single mother to two beautiful, beautiful children. I live in Melville, New York. I went through a very painful divorce, whereas I, at first I thought my life was happening to me. My world was crashing, right? I'd never see the sun shining again. And all of us single mothers and fathers, if your spouse has left you, would feel like that. and. Honestly speaking, I don't think I would ever be the person I am today had it not been for me undergoing this divorce. It really, really made me who I am today. Whereas before, I thought my divorce defined me. I thought that I needed that institution to feel whole, to feel complete, to have self-confidence, to have self-acceptance, self-compassion. I am who I am because of my divorce and I'm so, so actually grateful for it. Whereas before, I didn't think I would be able to smile again. Like I said, the sun's shining today. Today, the sun's shining every day. I know, I know. Now, because I am so, so grateful. Sometimes we feel like when some life happens to us, when we have circumstances, when we have pain, right? We can't go on another day. Right, right. And life happens to us, but it actually happens for us because we only have two purposes in life, Soraya, and that is to learn and to teach. That's it. 
Exactly. It's a part of the journey. And because you were mature enough to accept your consciously uncoupling, there's a lot involved in a marriage. You know, you got the you got the passion, you got the sex, you got the kids, you got the house, you got the dog, you got the money. You know, you got your self-worth or lack thereof. You know, sometimes there's abuse. Sometimes there's infidelity. All of those things, but they are here to teach us a lesson. And so you were able to unpack that and put it into a new package. Where are you today? Exactly. Like you said, I had to reinvent myself. I didn't know who Soraya was anymore. I thought that's all I was, the marriage, the institution, right? Mm -hmm. That's how culture, especially coming from a Muslim background, had conditioned us, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I'm shining my light very, very brightly. I, my passion is motivating, inspiring, and helping other people feel good from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I do that through my yoga and meditation classes. I do that through my inspirational fitness videos. I uh, was always a gym rat, but I decided to use the platform of Instagram and Facebook to inspire others because fitness has been my life since I was 15 years old. Oh, and wow. I said, hey, why don't I just start inspiring others to get off their butts and start exercising, <laughs> right? Because we got to move our bodies. We have to, um, it's natural endorphins. Like people are on antidepressants. People have stress and anxiety these days. Go out there and move your body, you know, and, and you can build relationships and make connections at the gym. So for me, basically meditation and yoga has helped me and it can help all of us because of what COVID did to all of us. I know. Literally center ourselves in the present moment. We have to, and this is what meditation and yoga taught me is to stop clinging to the past, right? <laughs> to what was, stop craving, you know, what has not, you know, come yet, right? and live in the present moment right. live in the power of your mind in the power of the present because that's the only moment that's guaranteed COVID right. taught us that we can't plan our futures well i mean you know and i tell people uh you don't exist day by day you do exist moment by moment i know people that have died just like that with no warning i want to dive back to something that you said you said coming from a muslim background um a lot of people don't know that about me as well. Um, but it is a different, it's a different learning. It's a very peaceful, beautiful, uh, disciplined, and restrictive doctrine. Okay? Uh, and especially for women, and maybe more so than, I don't know exactly what country you were born or, you know, but mine was Americanized. Mine was more on the, you know, revolutionary side. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Okay, so now you are in this different mindset. You're in more of an Eastern philosophy where it comes to, you said you, you know, you dibble and dabble with crystals. You dibble and dabble with, uh, you know, meditation. You do yoga. How do you mirror the two? 
as you teach your children because they need to be indoctrinated and rooted into who they are as a Muslim, okay? But now you're in America and you are looking at some Eastern philosophies and teaching. How do you marry all that together to make the perfect secret sauce? So I was always a role model to my children, right? Mother role model. Your children look up to you. They mirror what you do, right? We are, although we learn from our students, our, from our children, our children learn from us. They look up to us. So in the beginning, um, my children's father was more religious, right? And I'm more like you, Americanized, right? The Eastern philosophy. So I had to teach my children that it is okay for you to be who you are. You don't have to be conditioned with culture. You get to choose who it is you want to be without any influence. So my children saw me at my weakest, whereas I used to be praying, <laughs> constantly praying right. for my family to be back together, wanting something that was not possible to save the institution. And I used to not want them to see me as my weakest, right? See me in pain, see me crying. But when your children, you, we have to teach our children that it is okay to feel your feelings because that's the only way you heal. Yeah, my yeah. son, my daughter, they watch me meditating. They, they, my daughter has taken my yoga classes and she wants to take more and more of them because she has seen how grounded I am, how centered I am, how in the present moment I am. And praying, I tell, I tell them they can choose because praying, I feel it's kind of like everybody's different and, and this is my way. I, I express my gratitude for God for everything he has given to me when I pray. I don't say, I wish you can give me this, you can give me that, please give me this anymore. Since I started incorporating the meditation, because I'm in the present moment. I'm accepting life in the here and the now. Whatever I have, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. And I teach my children, I have taught them gratitude. My son had gone through some, um, some things in school where he was bullied, my daughter, and I literally uh, ground them through a meditation and have them feel their feeling, have them feel the fear and, and all of the negative feelings that arise in them, right? right. Because feel that is gonna help them. That's exactly. definitely gonna help them. But let me ask you a question. Now you said that your, your husband was very religious, okay? Was really and, and I get it, you know, I, I get it because Muslim men are, they from another scene, okay? Mm -hmm. And I respect that, I really respect that. How is that co-parenting? Because, you know, again, you have one philosophy. Daddy has another philosophy. Are the children embracing both? Because that's very, very important for them to evolve. Yes. Good. It was very, very difficult in the beginning because here it is, dad's really, really religious and mom is more, it's all about meditating. My daughter used to be right. like, this meditation what's this crystals what are these things like who does that right in our culture right. and 
it, it, it is important for me to be who it is I am. So then I can allow my children to be who it is they are, but to choose. And my children, they, what they experience on a daily, daily basis between me and my ex-husband, their father, their father is love and is respect. And, and yes, your father has this way. I have this way. No, none of it is wrong. You get to choose and be who it is that you want to be, right? right? We all have a choice in life, how we want to live our life. And I'm not going to enforce my children to not go towards religion. Right. I do believe in God. I do believe in um, the angels and the books and everything, but I'm also a meditator. I'm also a yoga teacher. And I like to instill those values in my kids and my kids are okay with it. They, they're happy because they see their mother now happy, empowered, wanting to share the tools that has changed her life with the world, opening her mouth, sharing her truth, sharing her journey, even the most vulnerable parts that are very hard. But vulnerability is, is a strength. And a lot of people, it I invite you, share your stories, it share is. your truth, share who it is you truly are because you don't well, know. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I totally 100% agree. I'm a person of boundaries. Okay. <laughs> and I, you know, I peel back the layers. Everything is not for everybody. Sometimes I don't, I don't share my truth, I guess, because I'm working through it. And you don't know the perception of other people because we all judge. Soraya, you know that. Our judgment is based upon our beliefs, our values, and what we've been through in life. So I get that. So I kind of hold back a little bit. I don't share all of that. But what I do love um, about you is that now that you have gotten this awakening, um, that now you are bringing it out in others. And you shared a beautiful story about the woman in the dry cleaners, as I was saying in the introduction. Brains, you never know what's going on on the other side of the table. We always think the grass is greener on the other side or we're making judgments. And as Soraya said, this woman was of Asian culture, which I've traveled the world and I've noticed that they're again, more subdued. So she's like, just take care of the business. Don't get in folks business, let's do this. But you just really opened yourself up to her. You blew her kisses and she came out and brought you your dry cleaning and it changed the world. Now, when she comes in there and you see her, her eyes are going to light up. She's going to smile. She's going to feel welcomed because you opened yourself up. So I do agree with you on that part. I really, really do. With regards to yoga and quieting the monkey mind, so many people get hung up on the poses. Well, you know, brains, I got two or three of my favorites. <laughs> okay. And I do those. But if you embody the breath, the first gift that God gave you and you connect with that energy, your body will do anything that it is asked to do. It will relax. It will conform. It will contort. And I love it when my yoga teacher says, okay, so breathe into your hips, breathe into the area that's tight. And you know, psychologically you really breathe into that area and it really relaxes. How did you find yoga and what is your favorite part of being a yoga teacher outside of, you know, 
kind of teaching people to connect their body, but what other elements of yoga do you really like teaching? I found yoga in Dubai when I lived there during my marriage. Oh, you lived in Dubai? Oh my God. You got a great opulence queen. Yes, you did. Over a decade of my life, I lived there. And coming back to New York, Mm. that's why the the divorce was a little bit more painful because it was not just a divorce. It was a whole lifestyle change from Dubai to New York. And um, so I found yoga basically when I was in Dubai, pregnant with my daughter with a belly really, really huge. And I remember I went to my first class and it was a prenatal class. And I was like, this is kind of too easy for me. And I started taking regular classes. I took then started taking four classes a week because I had no family in Dubai and, and I had a lot of free time. So I, I, I spent a lot of time on self-care and myself. And I just absolutely fell in love with yoga. It relaxed me. It gave me, it, 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 it reduces your stress and anxiety. It made me more fit and flexible. It helps you sleep better. It can, also, it can also get you high. People don't realize it. it. Really, it can take you to the, you know, to the outer limits if you really get into it because yoga is preparation for meditation. Exactly. It's That's why I incorporated the meditation and the yoga. So the reason why I decided to become a teacher was because I practiced it so much, whereas like I would so this is what I say, when you love something, when you're passionate about something, you have to practice it every single day with intensity and repetition. So after my classes, I used to go do those poses and practice it on my own on, in the gym or in my home. And I was like getting better and better at it. And then I was like, whoa, I want to see if I'm doing these correctly. And I got a one-on-one teacher. And then my love for wanting to teach it was born and I was like I want to be a teacher I want to help people connect with their bodies their mind their soul I want them to soothe their minds heal their hearts strengthen their souls I want them to be the person who changes people not just physically but their heal their insides because that's the most important your inner healing makes you shine on the outside. And that's what exactly happened to me in my divorce, right? Going through that, the inner healing is why I am who I am today, constantly developing myself day in and day out. So yoga, basically, the reason why I love it so much is especially teaching it in person and outdoors because I want to see my students' faces before my class and after my class. It is a huge, huge difference. Before even starting my class, one day one student came and she was looked so stressed. And I teach outdoors in beautiful New York in the hiking area, overlooking water with the sun hitting your face. I love nature, absolutely love nature. So when you're doing yoga, you're connecting to your body, mind, and soul. And when you do it outside, when the sun is hitting your face, especially when you're doing those heart opening poses, it's so delicious. It feels, it's breathtaking. So she, after just spraying her with my mists, giving each 
uh, new student a crystal, giving the oracle cards. She's like, oh my God, you didn't even start yet. And I feel relaxed, Soraya. And I'm like, whoa, wait till you finish the class. So throughout my class, I talk about gratitude, self-love, visualization with the mountain pose, feeling like you're on top of the mountain and you made it and be proud of yourself. Take a moment and sink that in. And at the end of the class, I do a delicious lavender oil massage on your forehead. Mm. So you gotta come to New York sometime. I'm I'm just let me get back from Italy and then I'll be back in the US. But check this out, creating a parallel, the discipline of the Muslim culture is amazing. Praying, Nana, five times a day, opening your heart to God, being disciplined to God is very similar to the discipline of the Eastern philosophy of yoga and meditation. Prayer, breath, awareness, sacrifice, acknowledgement. So, you know, uh, same with Christianity. Prayer, discipline, sacrifice. It's one love, brains. It's one love. And when you get that in your brain, all this other stuff is, you know, secondary. So uh, don't get to tripping up on that. But I want to ask you a few fun questions about you, okay? Because we don't get the serious stuff. What is the favorite, what is your favorite part of your body? Let's see if I guessed this right. What's the favorite part of your body? Uh, Would that be my eyes? No, I thought it was your shoulders. (laughs) Because <laughs> you wear, you wear, you wear a lot, yeah, yeah, well, your eyes are beautiful, but I always see you wear like beautiful cutouts, uh, you know, and it tells something about a woman's structure, you know, how she carries herself. And you're, you have very upright, you know, degletes are very important. So I always see, or from what I've seen, is that you like to focus on that part of your body, which is beautiful. I just thought I'd guess, but the eyes are beautiful too. Thank you. Eyes are the window to the soul. You can yes, connect with people. Sometimes when I do my lives, I have my sunglasses on and then I have to remind myself, hey, take off your sunglasses. They need to see your eyes. You need to connect <laughs> with your audience. Exactly. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Maybe it's the tea kettle because there's you put water in it and it boils and it fires up and it's all hot and i want to be the fire (laughs) i want to light up the the world with my story i want to be on fire so kind of the tea kettle i'd be the refrigerator i just want to (laughs) chill i just want to chill if you had three wishes what would they be? Three wishes. I would love, love to find soulmate love, a partner in life. I would hope that maybe possibly one day my hearing loss in my right ear gets healed and the sound, the tinnitus goes away, the hissing sound. Um, That is something that bothers me sometimes, but I always practice gratitude that there are people worse off in the world and it's okay, you have your left ear, that's totally fine. And the third wish 
would to be on stages and lighting up the world with my story, sharing bits and pieces of my story to inspire, motivate, and help others realize that you really, really will be okay. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Look, I'm living proof. You can reinvent yourself. You, your pain, your circumstances is your power. It is the portal to your greatest transformation. Mm -hmm. And at, in the beginning, you might not see that, but through the journey, which is yoga, right? Is a journey of the self through the self to the self. You will be okay. Life is all about the journey. That's right. So basically, I want to be a motivational speaker. Okay, well, good, because you are great at it, and I think that you're going to do wonderful at it. What's your favorite color? Red. It's the color of passion, and I look really good when I'm wearing it. <laughs> I have red shorts on. <laughs> I know. The stand back, let them see you. I want them to see what good fitness looks like. Look at this, brains. I, I am scared of that. Hold on, let me give you a full thing. Look, oh, look at that and the Gucci belt, all of that. Now, fitness, exactly. You know, fitness to me, I love to work out, but I love this workout too. Head <laughs> the mouth. Give me a suggestion on just really discipline. No, consistency. I know the carbs, I know the sugar, I know all that kind of stuff. But what do I say to myself? What should be my daily mantra that I say to myself to discipline and know that I am worthy of losing weight, not being on a diet, but converting it to a live it? What would you suggest as a daily mantra for me to say? Hmm. I used to say this one, that <laughs> that I am uh, living on reserve. I've got plenty, so I don't need any more. So when I look at my plate, you know, I shrink. But so many people get caught up on this, uh, the, the pounds and the number, instead of actually worshiping themselves and knowing that they could do better, knowing that, you know, your life is all that you have. It's, it's very delicate. Um, you know, that you need to get outside, that you need to work, that you need to maybe take supplements. You know, you need the encouragement of a coach, of a, a, a personal trainer. Are you a coach and a personal trainer or you just the total package? I am actually not a personal trainer. Most people think from the workouts that I put out on my Instagram and my Facebook platforms that I am a personal trainer. I'm actually just a fitness enthusiast. I actually grew up with fitness since I've been 15 years old. I absolutely love fitness. It's the fire that lights me up. It's my passion and instructors used to tell me it's my destiny. Um, however, I'm not a personal trainer. I am a health and wellness coach. Mm. I am a product of amazing, amazing lifestyle that I have incorporated with these health and wellness products. And for myself, I, a part that I would like to share here is that 
Your health is your greatest wealth, April. Right. I didn't know that until physical manifestations came about as a result of stress from my divorce. Mm. Candida, gut issues, hypothyroid turning into Hashimoto's, hearing loss turning into a sound in my ear that's five years now, doesn't go away, messes up your focus. So my health, is my greatest wealth. Your health is your greatest wealth. Most okay, so wait, wait, wait. That's my mantra from you. Your health is your greatest wealth. And yes, that is, should be your mantra. And it's good to feel good. Feeling good is our birthright. Most people, April, work out just some to look good. Just monitoring, being a slave to the scale. That's not living. No. You're not living when you're a slave to the scale, when you're working out to just look good. Two decades of my life, I yo-yo dieted just to look good as a result of hypothyroid and gaining weight out of nowhere, puffy, inflammation, and I didn't know that. That's why I'm so, so grateful for my divorce because the inner healing going in inwards made me realize my past brought me to all this awareness that Soraya, you were like literally just working out. You didn't even know the reason. And now feeling good is your birthright, everyone. Feeling good is the key to abundance in every aspect of our life. And most people don't do know that. So whatever you put into your body, make sure it makes you feel good. Whatever workout you do, make sure it makes you feel good. Whatever you're doing on a daily basis, your job, your career, the people that you surround yourself with, your relationships, your connections, make sure that that makes you feel good. Right. Absolutely. And I get it. Let me ask you another question. What would you tell a 25-year-old, Soraya? I would tell a 25-year-old to love yourself wholeheartedly in body, mind, and spirit. Love every single part of you. Don't be a people pleaser. Don't look for external validation. Living self-love. I would tell you to love yourself because it is the key to abundance in every aspect of our life. And nobody teaches you self-love in school. That's why I'm on a mission to go out to universities, to colleges, to elementary schools, because I'm living proof of a person who did not have self-love. Look yourself in the mirror. High five yourself every single morning. Tell yourself you're amazing. You're a badass. You're going to conquer the world today. You're going to change lives today, which is what I say. Look yourself in the eyes and say your name and say, Soraya, April, I love you. I really love you. Three times, repeat it and really mean it. I think this is what I would tell to a 25-year-old or my 25-year-old past self. Like I literally teach this to my kids. They've seen me do it. And it's kind of embarrassing, but they 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 know that's who their mom is now. And that's literally right. it's it's being a role model to my kids because they've seen with their mom at their her worst. And now they see this person and they know it's a result of gratitude 
meditation, mirror work, journaling, right? And, and, and exercising, fitness, yoga, all of it, all of these tools, self-care, right? The food that you put into your body reflects on your outside. So really, really concentrate on your inside. Don't be looking towards what other people are doing, comparing yourself to others because comparison is the thief of all joy. It will rob you. It will absolutely rob you. Okay, so now you are a woman of deep faith. You have a religious doctrine. You believe in God. You're a good mother. Um, but you're also a manifester. So now you say that you, you know, one of your wishes was to manifest that soul partner. What would some of the characteristics in that soul partner be? The characteristics that I'm looking for is, so I want to start off by saying this, right? When we're looking for someone in our lives, we have like this checklist of things that we desire. But are we that person ourselves? Mm. So the person that I want to manifest, the person that I attract into my life, I know that I have to be the love that I want to attract. Mm. Go ahead now. So I'm looking for someone who is grounded, right? Takes care of themselves, who knows who he is, knows what he wants, is a person of self-mastery, self-development, right? Always looking to better himself, has goals, has dreams, has a vision for his future and supports me through that as well, right? I want a partner, but I also want a best friend who will, somebody who will, everybody needs a companion, somebody who's going to cheer for them, somebody who's going to, but, but you have to be your own cheerleader first, right? You're not Absolutely. looking for that other person to fill your cup because you're already whole. I want that person to be whole on his own. I want him to kind of date himself first. <laughs> <laughs> first, right? You have to be full of love for yourself where there's no expectations from the other person to make you feel whole and complete. And that's why really not having that anymore after my divorce i was left really really in a in a difficult situation i didn't have that self-love anymore i didn't have i didn't talk to myself in good ways i used to blame myself shame myself and really really the partner that i want is a person who is a mirror of who i am right and who 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 wants to also better the world right spread his love to the world, you know, and, and make the world a better place and be a role model to my children. Because right. that person is going to be in my life. Right. He, my children have to love him. And if they love me, <laughs> and if he's anything like me, right? Because that's the, what I want to attract. Like attracts like. That's uh, what I would want. Well, honey, you in New York, you got a smorgasbord to choose from. It's just got to be the right one. And you will draw that because your energy, your mindset, your heart, your desire, your prayers, your gorgeous look, you know, the self-awareness, all of that is what brings forth what we desire. 
I've been married to Mr. Magnificent for 38 years, and I absolutely adore the breeze that keeps him cool. He is all of that. You know, he's, he's a dreamer, but he is a dream catcher, not a dream crusher. He allows me to be who I am. Um, and so when you're looking for things, female brains or male brains, you know, when you're looking for a partner, get down to the nano details. I mean, you know, what does the fingernails look like? What does it smell like? What is, what is the texture? What is it when we're just cuddling? What does it feel like when we're enraged and we're passionate? Those kind of things are what's going to draw what you want. So in conclusion, my last question to you is, what do you want your legacy to be, Soraya? I want people to remember me as a person who, any person who it is, whose lives I've touched, hey, she made me smile with her story. I was in my darkest day and I couldn't get out of bed and I heard her on her Facebook Live and that made me want to get out of bed. I want to people to remember me as my children, my family, my community, and people all over the world to remember me as somebody who left a contribution, who made them feel good, who changed their life from the inside out, who gave them hope, who gave them optimism with my story. Mm. Who, I motivated, I inspired for them to take maybe action on their dreams, right? I'm a person that didn't have dreams prior to my divorce. Mm. I didn't think I was gonna be a yoga teacher. I wasn't allowed to be a yoga teacher. But look at me now, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a meditation teacher, I'm a fitness influencer. I change people's lives with my health and wellness products. I want people to say, hey, if she did it, I can do it. Like, wow, she, and I do have people who have reached out to me, April, telling me, hey, I, like not getting out of bed. And I'm just like, open up the blinds. You have food on your table. You have a roof over your head. You have everything. You've got everything. There's a person right now taking their last breath. Be grateful for everything. Everyone has a story. And I hope my story inspires other people to share their story, to share their truth, to connect with their heart, to be a person of service, to love everyone and, and everything in their life and be grateful for it. And yeah, I just want to spread the, blast the world with my love, with yeah. my story and make an impact and you know, you can have so much, right? You can be of high status. You can live, you can have a mansion, you can have the Glen Bentley and all of that. But it all boils down to who you were, who you are, who you are. What is your purpose in life? You know, Les Brown, my favorite motivational speaker says, open your mouth and tell the world who you are. God's gift is your life, right? is your life that's your his gift to you what you do with your life is your gift to him right and i want to share my gift my story and impact as many many lives empower and inspire as many many people to look inwards 
to love yourself wholeheartedly in body, mind, and spirit, despite whatever you have been through, because we all have scars, we all have imperfections, we all have a story. You are not the only one. I am not the only one who is going through something. We all get tested in different ways. So that is what I would leave. Well, you, you have left it. Please leave your information, tell my brains how to get in contact with you, uh, you know, to follow you on your social media platforms, to like, love, and share, um, to, you know, invite you out to speak. Um, it'd be wonderful to, you, you know, you talk to young women that are coming from different countries because they're flooding into the United States. They're having to flee, but they want an inspiration. They want somebody that looks like them, you know? They want someone that thinks like them, that prays like them, that worships like them. You know, how do they get in contact with you? My Facebook is Soraya Yakubi. Instagram platform is Soraya underscore model of fitness. And I do have a YouTube address and uh, I have an email. Um, so that's pretty much how they can get in touch okay. with me. And we'll leave all those informations at the show notes. Thank you so much. You have been an inspiration to me. And I wrote down my mantra. I'm going to put it right here on my computer screen next to the other ones. It says, your health is your greatest wealth. And I will say that when I am biting into that cheeseburger. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank here with so me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm so, so grateful. And I love you. I I love you too. Brains, handle your business, okay? Like, love, and share. Go outside, enjoy the sunshine, ride a bike, dribble a ball. You know, maybe just take your kids for a walk in the stroller. All right? Thank you so much, Soraya. Thank you, my love. Goodbye. Right. Bye, Brains. <laughs>